What is success? Well, the answer to that question largely depends on who you ask. There can be as many different definitions as there are people to this question. The multitude of differing opinions can make the entire issue of success very confusing. In addition, having so many options can make it difficult for anyone to decide for themselves what success means to them. Should a person let society tell them what success is or should each person make that decision on their own? The problem with letting someone else decide on a definition of success for you is that you greatly increase the chances that you will end up with a definition that doesn't suit you. It's a little bit like letting someone else order for you in a restaurant. You will certainly end up eating what they like, but you very likely won't end up with the exact meal that suits your own tastes. My name is Ronika Jacobs, and you have found my podcast, Strive for More, Live Your Best Life Now, Season 2. While there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, you've taken the time out to listen to this one. So for that, I would like to say thank you. Now, without any further delay, let's get to it. Let's strive for more. Because of that understanding that the exact nature of a success becomes so critical for happiness and fulfillment, you never develop the facilities to be able to make your own decision on the matter and you run the risk of ending up with someone else's choices. In order to end up with what you want, you need to see the items available on the menu so that you can choose what's best for you. In this podcast, I will aim to show some of the main choices that are on the menu of success. I will also aim to show that most, if not all, of these menu items can be ordered a la carte, so to speak so that the definition of success that you choose can be as individualistic as you are. To begin with, let's take a look at some of the very main categories that are on this menu that you get a general idea of how to successfully tailor your own order for success. For many people, success is defined by objects. By their very definition, a successful person has a number of material possessions, 
all of which demonstrate to the world at large that the measure of that person's success is defined by their possessions. We all know the types of objects at issue here because all of us, to one extent or another, are influenced by this definition of success. So to be clear, we're talking about large houses, multiple vehicles, expensive electronic devices, and fashionable clothing. These material trappings, because of their collective price tag, tell the world, hey, that the owner has enough money to be able to purchase them. While they may provide comfort to the owner, they are also a potent symbol that lets the world know his or her social status. So let's call this definition material success. Now, there is absolutely nothing wrong with material success. We live in a wonderful world that is chock full of some very amazing items. Each of us is blessed to be able to have the chance to sample some of these very special treats. In addition, money is not only a measure of success, it is also a measure of security. Money can provide for the necessities of life, not only for you, but also for those you love and who depend on you for their protection. Because of this, material success becomes an obvious choice for many of us. The pull of luxury as well as financial security is a powerful and motivating force for working hard and getting ahead. However, this pull can be so strong that it blinds those who choose this path to other available options. The problem is that these additional options can be necessary to a full and complete measure of success. Without them, material success can become a hollow and empty trap that ironically does not feel the least bit successful. Another option on the menu of success is spiritual. In many ways, spiritual success is the exact opposite of material success. Instead of relying on external and immaterial ob objects, spiritual success concentrates on internal development and often rejects the majority of material possessions completely. Most people would define spiritual success as a religious pursuit. While spirituality is closely defined with organized religions, religious behavior does not completely define the entire gamut of human spirituality. Probably the first definition of success was materialistic. After all, we evolved in a harsh and competitive world. In this world, resources were limited because there were multiple species competing for the same sources. While this might seem cruel, it was nature's way of providing some sort of check and balance system to guard against the uncontrolled growth of one species at the expense of, of another. To nature, variety was the goal, not individual survival. In this competitive world, the group who could most successfully stockpile a surplus of resources happened to survive. Human beings. Human beings as rational hunter-gatherers rapidly became very adept at 
identifying potential food sources and efficiently exploiting those resources. This ability to find and exploit and preserve allowed us to move beyond mere hunting, hunter, hunting and gathering into pastoralism and agriculture and eventually into higher social technologies. And as we did so, we became even better competitors in the process. As we developed, we brought nature's definition of success with us. Our economies reflected the fact that abundance was the preferred goal. Therefore, individual success was predicated upon how much resources an individual possessed. In this way, the idea of material success was born. A wealthy individual was not only physically prepared to survive, he was also judged as being more worthy of survival than someone else who was less better off. Material possessions or lack thereof became indicators of moral standing. The problem was that scarcity existed in our economic systems just as it existed in the natural world. Nature made no moral judgment against an individual who has less. The penalty for having less in the wild was just purely not surviving. In human communities, the penalty of having less was being segregated into a social class that was deemed lower than those who had more. Since this moral judgment could have profound effects outside of mere individual survival, people focused pointedly on money and material possessions as the way to happiness and fulfillment. The rush for individual material survival was where it was at. As a result, some of the other human values that also define human survival in the wild were ignored or became less important. Things like cooperation, sharing, gratefulness, and social responsibility became liabilities. In the new individual competition brought about by modern human economics, well, in, in a reaction to this, human religions began to focus on what became known as spiritual values as much as economics focused on material values. In many human religions, possessions and material goods became taboo. They were a symbol of how spiritually undeveloped an individual was. The only way to obtain spiritual success was through a complete rejection of material culture. The natural comfort and protection of possessions as well as the human inclination to gather the same was ignored. Spiritual success became as cold and austere as material success was bloated and blinded. The problem was that the antipathy between the two approaches meant that someone looking to achieve success had to adopt an approach of either or. Either they had to choose material success and largely reject spirituality in the process, or they had to adopt spiritual success and reject the comforts that material possessions will bring. Obviously, this is not a workable solution. 
Yet, unfortunately, it is one that still persists to the present day. People are still confused between choosing material and spiritual success. Modern consumers, modern consumer economics and modern religions continue to perpetuate the divide that causes this confusion. The result is that many people fail at achieving true success because they are forced to adopt a definition of success that is not to their taste. <laughs> they let someone else order success for them. Now, there is a solution to this dilemma. No issue, especially one as important to individual fulfillment as success is, is hasn't been any more black and white. The choice between material success and spiritual success is a false one, largely a result of circumstances and tradition. There is a third choice, which is actually no choice at all. So we call this third option liberated success. Liberating success, as the name implies, serves to free the individual from the tyranny of the choice between material and spiritual success. Liberated success is about re-empowering the individual with the ability to choose those elements of success that make the most sense to them. This means that they can pick and choose from the back catalogs of both material and spiritual success to develop a hybrid definition of success that has the ability to provide them with true happiness. This freedom to be yourself when it comes to success means that no one has to be locked into a lifestyle that is supposed to be fulfilling yet brings nothing but misery. This freedom also means that the individual who is actually being made happy through their work is more likely to be able to share that happiness with their fellow human beings or partners. It is a combination of the best elements of material and spiritual success that is finally able to bring about the best of all possible worlds for everyone involved. In the following episodes of this podcast, I will discuss the definition of success and the recipe that people have used to achieve it. If you would like to know more, you can send me an email at rjacobs at striveforleadership.com or you can visit my website at www.striveforleadership.com to learn more. Thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Continue to strive for more.